You are listening to the Sermon Podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. We are a congregation of the Evangelical Lutheran Church in America, located in Denver, Colorado. And you can find out more about us at houseforall.org. Grace, peace, and mercy are yours from the triune God. Amen. One of the particularities of being the pastor here at House is celebrating Reformation, a time in which Protestants, more specifically Lutherans, celebrate and commemorate the freedom theology of Martin Luther. Sinner, saint, reading the scriptures for oneself, the laity having a say, the destruction of salvation for sale. There are some good things the entire Catholic Church can find that have come out of the Reformation. But it's always been interesting to me to commemorate Reformation here at House because we are an eclectic group. Some of us are lifelong Lutherans, others are ex-evangelicals, some other are mainliners, disciples of Christ, Catholic, and more. So when I talk about my flock, y'all, I have had to develop some intentional language about this. First of all, we are housemates, and we are persuaded that Lutheran theology has an understanding of humanity, God, grace, and how we ought to live, and that is desperately needed for our own freedom and for the freedom of this beautiful and broken world. Claiming to be Lutheran in this day and age is an association. Claiming to be a Christian is an association. We are not all Lutherans. And to use the label of association would be disingenuous to our spiritual complexity. For many of us, our religious upbringing left us with more death than life. And if we are being honest with ourselves, God's love and grace still found a way to claim our souls and safeguard them, just enough to one day be able to walk into this place, even with some kicking and screaming, and finally begin again to allow random strangers around us and God among us to break our stubborn hearts, unleashing our belovedness again. With a group of younger queer pastors in our first calls, we have been engaging in a book called Leading Faithful Innovation, Following God into a Hopeful Future. And the authors contextualize our current decline of the church by articulating how our culture has been transitioning from an age of association to an age of authenticity. They describe it this way. The age of association from the 1800s to the 1960s, people voluntarily joined membership organizations to find belonging and accomplish purposes in the world. Can you think of any of those? I was it. Make the men men, Boy Scouts of America. Rotary, Kiwanis, it was good if you could say your kid was baptized, right? Can you think of any others? Just merely being associated, that was enough. What? The clan, yeah. You always got to take us there, Jim, don't you? Always, it's all good. Volunteer fire department, yeah. And then from the 1960s to present, we haven't fully made the transition, is the age of authenticity. People look inward to discover and express their true identities apart from organizations. Can you think of any of those? 
I think of it as like the spiritual but not religious, right? Institutions, we have a disdain for them. We can think of it like house. One comes to house to have an authentic relationship with God, not necessarily because their parents went to church or their parents went to that particular church that you have to go to for generations and generations. The authors emphasize that on all fronts, the age of association is our default, even as we continue to move towards and live into the age of authenticity. And to put it into perspective, even in the 1500s, the Reformation was an attempt to move us from association. You can be saved if you pray hard enough, pay enough money, go to enough masses, to one of authenticity, to read the scriptures by oneself, to use reason and doctrine and personal experience together, to engage with curiosity rather than blind obedience. So on this 506th year of the Reformation, we as House for All Sinners and Saints know something about this tension of attempting to cultivate a community of authenticity amid our cultures and our own socializations of association. We are caught up in this economic system that demands we work and work in jobs that don't pay the bills and that strip us of any dignity and purpose that God desires for our lives. A livelihood where our deepest desires meets the world's greatest need. Where is authenticity? We are caught up in this culture where inclusion has conditions and unsaid automatic disqualifications. Where is authentic diversity? We are caught up in a world where associations rip apart bodies with bullets and hatred. A world where associations lead us to kill each other instead of pursuing the authenticity of worshiping the same God. We are caught up in family systems, friend groups, and social circles that if we want to be associated with them, then you better be able to cut off the unacceptable parts. You better tone it down. You better never question, never think beyond the group think, excuse me, patriarch speak. What roles are you pigeonholed into simply because of your association as a parent, as a young person, as a middle-aged woman? We need to die to a rigid adherence to associations and allow God to break us open to our own authenticity. You beautiful creation of God that cannot be replicated cannot be duplicated, cannot be deleted nor automated. This tension took hold in my body when I went back to Wisconsin this past weekend. In my family, family is defined and put within a box. You know your family because you follow the association. You need to show up at every single holiday. Don't you dare miss Sunday family dinners. Do not question anything. When I go home, it is usually a laundry list of everyone that I must visit, not for my own relationships, but for the appeasements of other people. If you've heard me preach in the past, however long I've been here, me and family is very difficult right now. And I am starting to finally reconstruct a family that I choose. A family that is not just association, but is authenticity. I talk a lot about my sisters, and they are my life. My older sister is the one in which I look to in childhood to keep me alive. And the little sister, she was the one I had to keep alive. Now they have little ones. Caitlin has an 18-month-old and a new week's old. 
Yes, weeks. <sighs> her eldest was very shy of me, right? She takes some time to get used to people. In our day and age, when we're talking about consent and our children being able to make their own decisions and not be judged about what they eat or how they act, she wanted to take a step back from me. And now I had to put the phone on silent because she wants to FaceTime me every single day. Wadi, Wadi. That's her talk for Wiley. I don't have to second guess her love for me. I don't have to second guess how I'm going to have a reaction and then be kicked out of my own home. I can have an authentic relationship with them, one in which I can actually move forward into the future and not be scared and hide who I am. And then there's my, sister's, my little sister's little one. He probably spends the most time with me. And the thing I love, and this is a great thing as a middle child, every time he sees me, he gets that smirk on his face, like, I know you. And then when he sees my older sister, he cries in fear. And I like that little bit, right? Eventually, he'll warm up to my older sister. We all know that would happen, just like I had to warm up to Caitlin's oldest. But there is something about being in a relationship where another person lights up when you enter a room. My relationship with Tessa's youngest has been this one in which he has been able to love all of me as I learn how to love all of him. One where there is no conditions. One where we have to teach each other some things. One in which he lights up my world not just an association of family. To be in our family, you have to do this, this, and this. Instead, I've been moving and cultivating a family where I can be fully myself, and others can do the same. At House, we know something about trying to be authentic community amid a culture of association, and it has been so hard. And the last few years and months have felt like we have lost, like we have done something wrong, like our existence in this world as God's church is in vain. And yet perhaps this hot coal has been on our lips and it has not destroyed us. In the heat and fires, a remembrance of where we have been in God's presence the entire time. That same coal that made Martin Luther question associations so that people may actually hear and taste the goodness and grace of God for themselves. And knowing that we have seen the ending and assured of the beginning, that hot coal on our lips has taken away the fear from inside of us so that we might proclaim again, proclaim and be authentic community with something deeper that this world so desperately needs, that beautiful and broken people so desperately needs. One of my favorite movies is The Greatest Showman. Who has seen it? Yes, beautiful. Don't worry, I'll explain it. It follows the fictitious story of P.T. Barnum, the guy who started the circus, layman's terms. And as he grows up, he has a million desires to live a life, not a, and, and live a life of authenticity, not one of associations that are expected of him. As he cultivates his community of oddities, Others begin to take pride and hope in their authenticity, to be themselves in a world that wants to rid them because of their inability to associate with normal. 
sounds like house to me. But eventually, the calls of the world to associate weigh on Barnum, and he begins to prioritize anything and everything to associate with success, with status, and money, even if it meant losing his authenticity and the community of authenticity which he cultivates. And finally, like it always seems to do, the whole thing burns down. And out of the ashes, Barnum and his community are given the opportunity to rise again, together. Not for success and shit, but for each other. For their own authentic selves together. I saw the sun begin to dim, and felt the winter wind blow cold. A man learns who is there for him, when the glitter fades and the walls won't hold. Cause from then rubble, what remains? can only be what's true. If all was lost, there's more I gained, cause it led me back to you. From now on, these eyes will not be blinded by the lights. From now on, what's waited till tomorrow starts tonight, tonight. Let this promise in me start Like an anthem in my heart From now on From now on Dear house From now on live Be And become who God has created you to be from now on, question associations that diminish your authenticity. From now on, struggle to be a community of authenticity, even when one of association seems easier and less risky. From now on, be the house that you can never go back to. From now on, bring house with you so that you might make holy habitations of God for those who desperately need it. From now on, embrace the grace and love that God showers you with each breath and extend it to enemy and friend alike. From now on, abide with the triune God, the only one who has never left you abandoned or forsaken you, the one who has rendered life from our deepest graves and joy from our longest nights of mourning. From now on, eat of bread and drink of wine with the assurance that God's love and grace is for you and for each and every cell in your body. From now on, behold who you are and become what you receive. From now on, do not lose hope. Do not fear, for God has called you by name and you are God's. And if the Spirit has brought us this far, then surely we can once again pick up the pieces of our broken hearts and begin to build God's house for all once more, with Christ as the chief cornerstone. From now on, listen to God's truth, and may that truly set you free. And we will come back home, and we will come back home, home again. And we will come back home, and we will come back home, home again. And we will come back home, and we will come back home, home again. From now on, from now on, home again.
from now on, from now on, home again. Amen. You've been listening to the sermon podcast from House for All Sinners and Saints. If you would like to support the ongoing ministry of our church, please visit our website at houseforall.org/giving.